It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Monday Show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Hope you're feeling good. I'm feeling good. Let's go around the room. Here's the question. If money wasn't an object, where in the world would you live if you could? We'll go to Eddie, our video producer, dad of four, Dallas Cowboys fan. Money's not an object. Where would you live? This is easy. The islands of Hawaii. Oh, my gosh. It'd be amazing. I would fish every day, and then I would go golf. And then you know what? If the weather's bad, I'll just drink on my porch. Watch the sea. The waves come in. Oh, I can't wait. You've been to Hawaii? Yeah, twice. When was the last time? The When I started my debt. I went in like 2005. Uh, my wife and I went and decided... You started your debt. When yeah. debt started. Yeah. When he began. This is when he went in debt. This is when it all started, dude. We saw we saw that U2 was playing in Hawaii. Oh, that was that. Pearl Jam was opening up. Mm. We were like, let's get a credit card and go. Mm. And then we just kept racking up the, the debt. Oof. But that, dude, that was a great trip. Do you still have good memories of Hawaii? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. Right, oh, now. I forgot I'm going to surf, too. Nice. Up next, same question. Lunchbox, Lunchbox co-host, went to Anderson High School in Austin, Texas. Lunchbox, if money wasn't an object, where in the world would you live? Oh, man, I've never even thought about this because I'm not really... I guess Las Vegas, I mean, it's easy because then I have a lot of money. I can gamble all the time. You have a penthouse? That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I get a penthouse suite, but it's not an option, so I get more. Um, okay. There's a lot of outdoor stuff. It's not an option, Eddie. He yeah. Okay. Like, right. if it, you know what I mean? If you have unlimited money, like, why not just so why gamble? would you want more of it? Oh, uh, that's a good point, too. Gambling is so freaking Okay, guys, fun. we're not... Let's stop. Stop. Both of you. <laughs> but Lunchbox, your answer is actually good. Vegas yeah. is what you like. You like and to gamble. You like to gamble. Then there's also... You can go hiking. You can do water stuff. You can go golfing. I mean, they have... Every, they got great food. And there's always entertainment. Amen. If I want to go to a concert, boom. There it is. We got Hawaii. Ah. We got Las Vegas. Amy, mm-hmm. what do you got there? Okay, so I've never been here. <laughs> You're going to pick a place you've never been? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I want to go. I'm here for it. Okay. Like, it can be 
Montana, Wyoming, I don't know, but if money's no object, I'm buying a huge piece of land and it's going to be so beautiful and I'm going to have horses. Which one? You're going to buy a ranch. You basically want a ranch. Okay. Montana. You buy a ranch in Montana. Got it. If you're making me pick a place I've been, I guess Colorado, because I love that there too, but I've never been to Mont. I want like Yellowstone vibes. Where's that? I need you to pick a place, though, for sake for Morgan when she tweets it out. Yeah. Okay, we'll go Montana. A, a ranch, ranch in Montana. In Montana with horses. Love it. And then I'll go now. If money was not an object, I would live. So I would probably get a live in Fayetteville, Arkansas. No, no, Bones. A- anywhere in the world. No, just bear with okay, me. Okay. What do I love? Non-human. Hogs. Related more than anything. Absolutely. I could go to oh, all the basketball yeah. games, all the football games, all the baseball games there. And then when it's cold, I would just go to my place in Austin. I'd go, I'd do the back and forth. But I'd be in Fayetteville and I'd be in Austin because yes. I hate cold weather. And when it got super cold in Fayetteville, I just I'd peace out. But I'll go to Fayetteville and Austin. Well, I didn't know we could migrate. I didn't give you any rules. I I gave you no rules, did I? No, no rules. Absolutely. You can can pick Mars. I don't give a crap. (laughs) (laughs) But that tells everybody a little bit about what we're looking for. Eddie, the ocean, Hawaii, crafts tables. I I put a horse on my vision board this year, except for my dog got a hold of my vision board and ate it. And the corner she ate off, ate off the horse. And so I'm trying to figure out what that means. Well, it could be a sign. It's not a sign. You guys have to stop with that. Let's go over and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, oh, oh, Bobby Bones. I feel like you're the person to help me with this. My husband and I are both very type A. Neither one of us like to lose an argument. We don't get into serious fights, but probably argue a healthy amount. I've heard of too many marriages falling apart because of a disagreement that just never gets resolved. I'm trying to find a way to fight well and trying to find a way to maintain a healthy marriage. I'm curious, how do you deal with it? How do you tactfully argue with your wife? How do you come to a resolution? If you can't, how do you deal? Signed, Arguing Allison. This is very interesting. And I'm not the person to ask because I have no idea. I'm thankful that my wife is not immature like I am and she knows that some of the stuff is just stupid that I want to argue about and that she'll be like, you're right. Even though sometimes I figure out I'm not right. And I'm like, oh, but she just, she knows it's not worth it. Or she's like, I don't care. I don't care if I lose an argument. Because even if I'm not losing, I'll just say I lost, so you'll stop arguing with me. So luck, I'm not the person to ask here because I am 12 years old when it comes to this. Because I'll dig in. Sometimes in the middle of it, I feel, I'll, I'm wrong, even though we're disagreeing, and I'll just stick with it. Because I'm like, well, I've invested this much. Might as well keep going. You don't like to lose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, arguing Allison. I have a partner that knows that you're an idiot and sometimes we'll just commit even if you know committing to it's wrong because it's what I have <laughs> and thankfully she's a lot more mature than I am Amy what do you think what do you think I'm the person else I don't know I'm just going around the room because I don't want to not call on <laughs> oh, you because yeah, yeah, I know you just got the big D but I'm just saying I didn't want to not call on you I went to you first you know <laughs> okay uh-huh. well here's what I say because <laughs> I didn't want to not call that's all I got right. you I got yeah. you so uh, I still yeah mine's not necessarily about arguing so it's fine and I think I Ben and I still co-parents. We still have, we disagree about things and have to have conversations. And honestly, two things that have come up recently are tools that we've used. And it's that 
when someone is saying something to you, because there is a way to share and fight clean, if you will, because you're not always going to get along. But it's like you share what you have to say, but then you also take the time to repeat back to each other what the what you heard. So, Bobby, if you're going to say something to me, you may be saying it in a way that I'm not I'm not receiving it how you intended, and then it makes it ten times Your worse. Your interpretation is different. So than what I would meaning. say to you, okay. I, what I hear you saying is, and then I get an opportunity to repeat it back to you. And if what I say back is what you meant, then you get to say, well, well yeah, that's what I meant. And then you can move forward or you can be like, well, actually, no, it's not what I meant. And then that is a tool that's helpful. And then also knowing like you, how everybody's feeling in the moment. Do you need to take a pause and take some space and then reconvene later? Because if someone is like, we'll call it their lid is flipped on like if you've got your brain and we call it flip the lid in our home but if you're flipped like you're not rational thinking is really really hard you're reacting more than you're responding lizard brain right <laughs> they react all the and time. so it's important to make sure that you're not in that reactionary state that's good i like it. i'm never gonna do it but i like it because i i'm flipped i'm flip i'm flipped and it's hard <laughs> for me to but something that we do too is we will assign numbers meaning how important is this to you Eight, seven, six, you know, and if she's at a nine, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. She's at a nine. I just have to do it because it's a nine. And she doesn't use nines or tens very often, but we assign numbers to things like how important is it to you? This, whatever you're fighting for, how important is it? Uh, six, because you can't do nine or ten every time, yeah, or that game that. stops. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. That helps us a bit. I don't know why I didn't think of that initially, but it had to be dumbed down for me. So ours is a paint by numbers game of. Okay, how about this tier that you're fighting for? What is it? Eight? Nine? Yeah. Ten. It can't be ten every time, Bobby. <laughs> right, I was going to say, do you just like pick ten every no, time? No, I don't. I'm pretty, I feel like I'm pretty fair about it. Yeah. But it's hard. It's not something I think you ever just fully figure out. Would you agree with that? Oh, no. I mean, I think it's an ongoing process and just you have to figure out, yeah, what works for you. Eddie? I think it's pretty easy, guys. I live by the motto, happy wife, happy life. So don't care so much about what the argument's about. Just say, hey, you know what? I'm wrong. Even though you're not wrong or you're right, I just forget about it. And I'm not mad. Like, it's okay. Now, she's reasonable, though. She's not telling me, like, hey, you can never fart in the house. Oh, that'd be that, yeah. That's not realistic. I have to. But as long yeah. as she's reasonable. That's a weird example, but I felt that. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> okay, good Good luck arguing, Allison. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Today is It's Gonna Be May. May 1st. <laughs> got it. It's Gonna Be May. First of May, we're going to play Famous Firsts. I'll ask you questions about Famous Firsts in history. They start out not so hard, and they get harder as we go. If you miss it, you're eliminated. Amy, you're up first. Okay. What's the name of the first man to walk on the moon? Neil Armstrong. That's correct. Lunchbox, who was the first American Idol winner? Kelly Clarkson. Correct. Mm. That's tough. Eddie, I'm going to play you this clip right here. It was the first song going to Grammy for best rap song. Can you name the artists? That's Run DMC. That's incorrect. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I mean, I thought so, but I didn't think no, it sounded like that. No, so. you didn't think so. You thought Run DMC didn't. Dang. Admit it. Admit it. Admit okay, it. I thought I run That's DMC. why you said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dang, Eddie. 
You're out. That's not good. Bye, buddy. Next up, Amy, who became the first country artist to win Best New Artist in 1997? They were also the youngest solo Grammy winner ever at 14 years old. So let me say it again. Country artist, but won Best New Artist, like Grammys mm-hmm. overall, in 1997. Yeah. yeah. Solo Grammy at 14 years old. Yeah, Leanne Rimes. Correct. Lunchbox, what was the first movie to gross over $1 billion worldwide in 1997? Titanic. Correct. Eddie, you're eliminated. Yeah, Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Amy, what was the first permanent English settlement in the Americas? Mm. Oh, my gosh. I went there. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Jamestown. Correct. Whew. She was saying it. She was like, Did, could you see it? Yes, you were oh, saying it. I didn't even it. I know like, I was doing it. You even whispered it. Oh, okay. Did you hear her whisper it? <laughs> yeah, she was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, just say your answer. <laughs> okay, okay. Lunchbox, who was the first person to discover the laws of motion? Um, Sir Isaac Newton. Correct. Wow. Boom. Let's go. Amy, what was the first novel written by Stephanie Meyer? Or Mayer? Stephanie, M E Y E R. Meyer? It is Meyer. The first novel written by Stephanie Meyer. Dang it. Is that the, um, okay, uh, I don't know, Harry Potter. Is that your real answer? I, I don't know. Oh. Is it not? Dang it. Mm-hmm. What is it? Shoot. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> well, Fifty Shades of Grey was a fan fiction version of this. A novel. Oh, Why no, not? no. What? That's what I... Yeah. Ugh. Okay, Run DMC. You relax <laughs> over there. No, I just... Lunchbox for the win. Okay. Who was the first female artist to win the CMA Entertainer of the Year Award in 1972? The first ah. female artist to win CMA Entertainer of the Year in 1972. Oh, man. I remember that one. That was a good show. That was my favorite one. You uh, serious? Yeah, man. It was great. Um... <laughs> I don't know any female artists that are that old. Yes, you do. I'm the only per- I don't know how old this lady is, but I'll go Dolly Parton. I don't know how old she is. Is she alive then? It was Loretta Lynn. Okay, so am I back in? You're back in. We're going to do Sudden Death. Okay. Three of them, buzz in with your name. What was the first television storyline to feature a pregnancy in 1952 when the star got pregnant in real life? 19. The first television show to Amy. Amy. I love Lucy. Correct. Wow. Nice work. It was also in that movie. I think they referenced it with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. <laughs> no, she waited three. We got three. A little premature here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Level. Level. Ooh. I, you don't think he's going to hold that against you if he wins now? Oh. Oh, he's been extra motivated. Oh. Andrew Johnson was the first U.S. president to be what? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Impeached. Correct. No. Work for the win. Okay. Who was the first president to be born in the United States? A- Amy. Go ahead. Incorrect. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. John Adams. Incorrect. Oh, Eddie, do you know it? Abraham Lincoln. Martin Van Buren. No. Oh my gosh. Are you Is serious? Really? That was not in my report. That was not in your report. I need to rewrite that. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here we go. Double sudden death. <laughs> Who was the first artist to sing Tennessee Whiskey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Come on, guys. Hold on, please. Incorrect. Okay. Oh. The answer was? Keith Whitley. George Jones. David Allen Coe. George oh, Jones did sing right. it, but David Allen Coe first. Okay. Triple. Who, what was the first city to be attacked by an atomic bomb? Lunchbox. Ah. Pearl Harbor. Incorrect. Pearl <gasps> <Right>. Harbor. <laughs> What'd you say? We wouldn't have Hawaii say it today. Again. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to get in. You don't think about they it. Had, they attacked because of it. Right. They didn't. They, We'd they, never go to Hawaii, they didn't dude. Atomic bomb it. But I think that's a. It's the same situation. Same time. I feel that. Same time yeah. frame. Is he talking? Is he in the Any game? response? No. He's okay. <laughs> Can I, I hear I the was... question again, please? What was the first city to be attacked by an atomic bomb? Hiroshima. Correct. <laughs> How'd you get that? What do you mean how'd I get it? It's in my... She's smart, dude. <laughs> Sometimes things... Listen... It honestly depends on the day, you know? Did you know why it was atomic bombed, by the way? Huh? Did you know why it was hit by atomic bombs? Pearl Harbor. <laughs> it, it was the same yeah, experience. Yeah. Like, we hit them as well. But, and I get it. Right. I definitely yeah, get I it. Yeah, I mean, so, so when it's sudden death, I totally get it. Like, you just buzz in and you're, you just Absolutely. say something that's associated with it because you try. So Remember when Hawaii got that note on text, there's a bomb coming or the, a missile rocket? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, every, a, like an Amber Alert. Like incoming before. missiles or something? Right. Like three years ago. What was there. that? Was that like a... Like somebody pushed the wrong button. Yeah, yeah. Who even knew that was a button to push? Right. Who has power to that button? <laughs> Who can just get to that button? Uh, Amy, congratulations. Good Thank job. You. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There's a video on TikTok going viral, and it's by Crishay Powell. She's a teacher out of Dallas, and her students are about to take the big state exam. I guess it's called the TOSS exam. And so they're nervous. So what she did is she reached out to all the parents or family members and said, hey, can you write them a letter uh, just telling them that you love them, support them, good luck on the test? And she put them in envelopes. And right before they took the test, they opened up the envelopes. And then she shot the video. And the faces that they all oh, have cool. opening these these envelopes going like, oh, like my brother just said good luck on the exam. It's such a cool video. And it's got over 2 million views. And now teachers all over the country are like, this is cool. We're going to do this. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I like that. Gosh, I like that could have helped me so much. Not me too, Amy. Uh, if you just would have got a letter from your mom? Maybe. Anyone. She came to school with you. That was my junior year and it was one time to walk me to math class because I, cause I, cause I was unable to <laughs> get there on time. <laughs> Because I had things to talk about. Why are you with looking my down? Friends. Yeah, why are you like? She's like, yeah. I, 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 I. <laughs> I was tardy a bunch, and my math teacher called her, so she decided to take matters into her own hands, and she surprised me at school and escorted me to class. Did and you I like was, that? I did not, and I was <laughs> never late again. But what I'm saying is that type of encouragement before my test, who knows? This could have been a game changer. Okay, for well, me. what if I write everybody a letter before easy trivia, Ooh. and you guys open it up, and then maybe you're smarter maybe. and more relaxed? Can you maybe. do that for us? No, okay. not right, not not right now. But that's a thing, you know. Eddie, that's a great story. Yeah, I like it. What's her name again? Her name is Crochet Powell. That's awesome, Miss Powell. That's what it's all about. That was tell me something good. Time for the employee of the month, where somebody's going to win money. If you want it, here's here's the wheel. Woo. We spin it. There, you can win up to three hundred dollars on that wheel. Dang. So all you had to do is be an exemplary employee last month. So when I call your name, give me your speech. You have 15 seconds. And what is your speech about today? Amy, if I were to go to you, what is your speech? Is it if you were to win, why you should win? Well, I don't think you, it's a, well, it involves you. The poem about me? Not oh, a poem. Oh, you're butt kissing. Oh. It, okay, up first. a poem. <laughs> up first, Amy. Okay. Amy, would you, would you please read your speech? Okay. <clears throat> 
Writing a speech about winning this is always so hard. It's my least favorite thing that we ever do. And I feel like everyone makes the show what it is. And this month, I propose Bobby actually get it what? because he has been on fire this wow. month. And he actually turned up the air conditioner for the first time ever this month in show history. I couldn't believe it. As I think about it all the time. I've told multiple people, <laughs> like, this is your month. Thank you. Wow. Is it unanimous? No. Oh, okay. No, no, oh, no. dang. But did did y'all witness that? When yeah, that was were, crazy. It, I, I was like, somebody check on Bobby. I had to check my ears. Like, that it's real? Like I, I just been... said, hey, we make it a little warmer. Only because it was so cold. It was like cold war. If I started to feel it, I knew you guys were freezing your faces mm-hmm. off. Because I wasn't uncomfortable. But I was like, if I'm feeling it, they're hurting. Amy, thank you for that. It's very nice. You didn't win. But I, I appreciate yeah, that. I, oh, I have me, Scuba, and Mike decide and okay. I have people write down. We, we submit reasons why people should or shouldn't. And for you, it was Amy was very vulnerable, sharing the story of getting mistaken for my wife, Caitlin's mom. Uh, yeah, that was this as, month. That's vulnerability. So good for you on that. All right, next up, Lunchbox. Oh, you ready? We're ready for it. Speeches are a thing of the past, just like Eddie having hair under that hat. What? Every month, there's a lot of pressure on me to set the bar. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. Can someone get Ray a stool so he can see that far? Some people say I gave Scoob a pink eye, but that's still better than hearing Abby sing, which makes people want to die. Wait, what on? I hear my cry. All Amy is good for is her tears. And poor Morgan hasn't been relevant in years. Wow. Wow. You went really hard on that last one, and it actually made sense. The rest I struggle with some of the... Like, like read the, the first line was like, it didn't even rhyme, I don't think. Yeah. Go ahead. Speeches are a thing of the past, just like Eddie having hair under that hat. Past and hat? <laughs> it doesn't I mean, not really. It doesn't rhyme. It's a stretch. Past. Okay, rhyme them out for me. Past hat. <laughs> I mean, You can past rhyme whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. how you say it. That was, that's strong. You're still in the competition. I'm leaving you in. And yeah. I have not cried this month. <laughs> well, it's for, it's May. It's already May. So. <laughs> the month is out and ahead of us. I mean, us. the month of April, I did not. Again, the month of April, you did not. Some of the good things about Lunchbox, though, because he's still in the finals here. He called a doctor to find out about a Brazilian butt lift and how much it would cost. He had a funny prank call where he was stuck inside of a claw machine. He revealed what was inside of our storage unit. And he called 911. Again. Oh, yeah. Know, but he did. He got it. <laughs> got Lunchbox, you're still in. Eddie, give me your speech if you were to win a play okay. of the month. Go ahead. So mine is more of reasons why I think I should win employee of the month. The main reason is, you know, the month of April, I was pretty much sick the whole time because Lunchbox spit a loogie on me. And I think when I think of employee of the month is someone that goes above and beyond despite all the obstacles. And getting sick by Lunchbox was a big obstacle. And I think I did that. Okay, thank you, Eddie. You are still in. Yeah! Morgan. They realized that loogie was two days ago. Well, <laughs> still. Yes, ironic. Lunchbox, she came after me, so get ready. Oh, Ooh, it would be so funny if she just... Go ahead. Lunchbox may think I'm not even rated, but let's be honest, I'm killing the game while he can't even get to the peak of his fame. Digital numbers on the rise, and Lunchbox can't even win a lottery prize. Spilling juicy tea while he hasn't even finished his degree. He may scream all he does is win, but he got to work on that personality within. Oh! That was like Eminem. Yeah, it was. Better rhyme, but not as harsh because I think you're just a nicer person. <laughs> but better rhyme. Would you yeah, agree yeah, that, that was cool. She, she still rhymes in the middle of her sentences, too. 
I don't. I didn't notice. You didn't notice. Okay. I got bored. That's pretty good, though. Uh, some of the strong things about Morgan, she spilled T of her ex-boyfriend's girlfriend and how she the Megan Maroney story oh, she was yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. She won blind karaoke duets with Raymundo, but that was terrible for everybody. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, you had a good month, Morgan, but you did not win, but great great speech there. Thank That's you. That's going to definitely be in consideration for next month. That's a good, good I appreciate speech it. there. Ray, you want to go? Yeah. Go ahead. Why I should win. I was vulnerable about my cat Pablo's broken back. I went to Vegas for Sam, hung out with sweepstakes winners for 10 good minutes. And then I've had to deal with show members, complaining lunchbox, drinking on the job, Eddie, quitting podcasts, Eddie, and life after divorce, Amy. I really believe I should win. Thanks, guys. Okay. Well, what's he talking about? That's the best bet all of months. What's Eddie drinking on the job for? Tequila. Oh, that was the bit. Yeah, you did keep going, though. Uh, I think You're like, let me taste it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me taste it again. Uh, Ray, you had a good month, but you did not win. I'm sorry. Last person before we announce a winner here. Abby. Abby's our yes. phone screener, producer. She does it all. Abby, go ahead. Give me your speech in case you win. Okay, so I think I had some good bits, like when I shared the story of the the couple in the same hotel room as me. And then I apologized for Lunchbox because he actually did give me a gig. Um, and I think I should get an automatic win because I was paired up with Lunchbox in flying <laughs> karaoke. And I am terrible at easy trivia, but hey, I gave it a great effort. You did. Yeah. That's it. You did. Have you done the gig yet, the Lunchbox got for you? No, that is um, coming up. It is? It's coming up. Okay. I'm scared to say a date, though, because he's going to try to do something. Oh, you want to do it secretly? Yeah. Well, then you can't get people there. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking about it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Abby didn't win, but you, good job this month. Okay. So it's between Lunchbox and Eddie, and I tell you. Oh, wow. Okay. It was a split decision like they have in boxing. What? It's a split decision. So, Eddie, some of the stuff they said that you've done that was great. You have been crushing videos, putting a lot of time into the videos better than so. ever before. Uh, you made the ridiculous claim that you would get a butt lift that led to Lunchbox making the call about the butt lift. Come on. You shared no parenting Sundays. And you brought in the dilemma about the free pizza. And somebody wrote, pound for pound, the most LOL moments on the show with his quick comments. I love it. I love it. All right. I, I want to do, I'll spin the wheel, Bones. No, no, no. I didn't oh, say you were oh, the Not yet. Oh, oh. Yeah. So it was a split decision. Two to one of the three voters, me, Mike, and Scuba Steve. And the winner is... Wow, thank you, Bones. Wow, okay, so Lunchbox? you can... What's up? Let's have lunch. No, don't mess with him. He's not messing with you. No, 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 no. no he's, I, he's literally nothing. He did nothing. He did not mess with you. Let, I just figured he wanted to say something. He, he already did. He did a speech. Let the guy be... We get, no. <laughs> All right. Okay, Eddie, you can pick. Do you want to spin the wheel of cash? Do you want self-promotion or do you want to block someone from contention? Bones, you know what I want. What do you want? I want to spin that wheel! You got a chance for real money up to 300 bucks. $300. There's I money need it. I need all it, over the wheel. We've taken a lot of the $1 off, by the way. Put I saw that. All right, let's go. Let's spin, spin that wheel. Oh, I need the money, Bones. I need it. Oh, my God. Eddie. Oh, my God. Oh, $50. Oh, that's wow. huge. This is the most I've ever won. Wow. 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 Come on. Okay, Anybody so I spin again? Won? No. Why would oh. you spin again? Oh, I thought it was no three times. I'll tell you what. You can have the 50 bucks or you can take... Two more spins and add them together. Oh, man. You take 50 right now, or oh, you get man. two more spins and add them together. What do I do? Oh, my gosh. Take the 50. Eddie. You want to take the 50? Hey, yeah. you a gambler? Oh, Bones, I'm a gambler. You know you that. two spins and add them together. Bones, I see 20s. Yeah, let's tens, go. Times three. Imagine if you get times three. That's times six. Oh! Need an answer, Eddie. I think I'm going to just take the 50. 
Hey, okay, you get that's Chick Fil A, hey, baby. You get three spins to add them together. Okay, I'll do three spins. Okay, three hey. spins. Oh, yeah! Yeah. Hey, right, if, I, if I don't get anything, I keep the 50. No, okay. you take three spins. Let's spin that wheel. Oh, my God. Come on, 100. Come on, 100. I need you. All right. $10. Yeah. $10. Hey, $10. Hey, pretty good. Let's go. Let's pretty Let's good. Go. Let's spin that wheel. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Let's go. $100. $100. $100. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10. $10
Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah Yeah Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where... A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for Tick Talk. Show and tell. What did you find? Lunchbox. Lori Fulbright is a crime investigator in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and she went on TikTok saying, listen, guys, when people knock on your door, the worst thing you can do is get quiet and act like you're not home. And boom, they kick it. It's called a knock and a kick. And there's a lot of knock and kicks, you guys, every single month in green country. The next time somebody knocks, don't get quiet. Make noise. Go talk through the door. Can I help you? I'm not interested. Move along. They now know someone's inside. If you want, lie for safety and say, honey, get out of the shower. Somebody's at the door. Honey, stop loading the shotgun and feed the pit bulls. I mean, whatever you want to say, let them know someone's in that house. What if it's a neighbor you don't like and you just don't want it? Like open well, the door and hang out. Yeah, do you, it. you can be quiet. Then. That's when I hide and turn the lights out. <laughs> right. Got it. That does make sense. I've never heard of the knock and the kick, but I guess that's a new thing. Yeah, because oh. people knock on the door and when they don't hear anything, they kick the front door open. Yeah, that didn't happen in my kick. neighborhood yet, but yes. Uh, Eddie, what do you have? At Foot Doc Dana, she's a foot doctor, and she came on. She I usually kind of just talks about different health stuff or whatever, but this one blew my mind a little bit. Contrary to popular belief, hydrogen peroxide is actually not the best thing to put on wounds. It's way too harsh. However, hydrogen peroxide is fantastic for getting blood off of clothing. I like that, except I want to watch Family Guy now. All I'm thinking music. about is she was watching Family Guy. Turn the TV down, lady, because I think that's cool to know about hydrogen peroxide. Because I, well, if I cut something, sure, I'll, I'll load it up. Yeah, I just did that to my kids like yesterday. Yeah, but turn Family Guy down. Peter Griffin can wait. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Amy, what do you have? So if you're making a smoothie and you don't want to have to clean extra things because you've got the, the, the blender and oh, then you so pour it into a cup. The and then... I hate cleaning the blender because you got to clean around that stupid blendy thing. You know it comes off, right? You can unscrew it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about that. But okay. still, you got to stick your hand through right, it. Right, right. No, I don't do that sometimes. <laughs> I'm an idiot. All right, go ahead. Well, also, most blenders, like a mason jar, will fit in there and screw on. And so that way you It'll can... It'll screw to the bottom? 
you can it, it screw yeah the thing that Eddie's saying I take out the, a mason jar screws into the bottom you take everything out and then the you know where the lid would normally go those grooves oh, wow. those grooves fit into the blender and it screws in there no way that's cool let me hear this alright so apparently if you're making a milkshake or a smoothie just for yourself and you don't want to dirty up this and a glass all you need is a mason jar <laughs> to screw right on top of the jar pop it on I got two things I want to say. First of all, great life hack. Didn't know that worked. This guy's watching American Dad while doing the video. What's happening Same right now? Same creators as Family Guy. That's, Weird. It's a Seth MacFarlane show. Was somebody on our show watching this and it when they loaded recorded it in? Oh, good point. Maybe. Or did we just pull them straight off? No, it literally says at the bottom of TikTok, Family Guy was playing and American Dad was playing. <laughs> if the Simpsons are on mine, thumbs up. Okay, a while back I showed you how an AI, like, chat situation wrote a song on my phone very easily. Well, now there's an account called Kanye Western AI where they've taken all the Kanye music, even his isolated vocals, and they've put it with music, and he sings country now. They have AI'd Kanye singing country songs. So here's a clip of Kanye singing a cover of, by the way, he's not really, he's not really doing it. They it's just, AI. Yeah. Here's Kanye doing Billy Currington, Good Directions. I was sitting there selling turnips on a flatbed truck. You heard the AI of Drake and The Weeknd, right? No. Oh, yeah, they took same thing. They created a song with Drake and The Weeknd. They never sang this, but they took all the audio and made this song here. Got my heart, I'm going to save with a knife. My back, what's with that? Ain't 21, I love them my... Here's a voicemail from Stephanie. My husband and I were having a debate on how often our dogs should be washed. And I know that at least most of the people on the show are dog owners. So I just wanted to know how often you guys give your dog a bath. You? Not enough. I need to, I want to bathe her like every day, but I just, every couple weeks. Yeah, probably the goal is every two weeks, but don't always hit it. Probably t two and a half weeks or so. We have a mobile like a little van that's right near us anyway oh, that comes cool. over. That's what I bought Morgan for Christmas. It's good, huh? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. She even bathes my new cat. Like, she's that good. <laughs> she even, I thought she, she even bathes me. I just have to go out there and she's get in the van. Wow. <laughs> I, I bathed my own dog the last time I gave her a bath and I ended up with some rash. Oh, I get wet, soaking wet and, and yeah. I'm the only one that, yes. Why did you put her in the shower? But Why did you make a weird face when I asked that question? Because I, question. I, I, send, I send mine to the groomer like every two months. Okay. But there's no bath. You send it. What does that mean? You send the it. The groomer like, is like, bathing it. Like PetSmart. They do haircut and like yeah. bathe. The groomer, that's like once every two, three months. Different strokes. Wow. Yeah. Different strokes. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So next time someone cuts you off in traffic, blame their parents because they may be inherited. Your parents have road rage, Eddie? Not that I know of. Mm. You don't remember your mom or dad screaming at other cars? Nope. No bird, no nothing. Chasing after cars nope. and they've done you wrong. Mm -mm. I'm telling you, it's just like a feeling I have inside. Yeah, that's... Vigilante. No, feeling. rage. Unhealthy rage. I just feel like people know how to drive. They're just acting like a fool and they need a reminder to act right. Why do they say it's genetic? It's probably just that trait. We, right? Yeah, I don't know that it's like in your genes, but you witnessed it go down. So therefore, you uh. bring that into your life. And here are the top five bad habits that parents pass down to their kids. Go ahead. Sudden moves like cutting people off. Being a bad parallel parker. Poor spatial awareness. Like drifting into other lanes. 
Why? I feel like Amy's taking all. Like it's all setting in that she does all of this. Yeah. Like, go ahead. No, I'm a good. We're hearing her slowly <laughs> realize. Go ahead. I'm a good parallel Parker. Uh, road rage. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm that. And then speeding. Most people, if your parents were speeders, you're a speeder. Yeah, I always get people that are on my butt when I drive to work. Yeah, because you're very you're slow. You're very slow. I go the speed limit. No. Eesh. And sometimes three over. But I'm saying they get right on my butt. And I'm like, I know the speed limit's a little slower here than it should be because it's on the highway. But I'm not going faster than that. There's a cop sitting in that spot two times out of 12. So I don't want to deal with getting a ticket. And they get on me and they're just so upset. It's like, bro, look at the sign. <laughs> Nobody sees a sign. Then they should get a ticket. Yeah. And I'm going to start doing citizens' tickets. Oh, really? Yeah. Of like a vigilante. Okay. okay. What else? Okay. So do you have a bucket list anywhere? No. Nothing. I don't like it because bucket list means you're about to die. Things you do before you die. I don't like thinking about me dying. And like, what else is there to do? I mean, maybe seeing the seeing the seventh inning stretch at Wrigley Field. That would be fun to do. I've thrown out the first pitch at Wrigley Field where the Cubs play. Yeah. But I never sang the seventh inning stretch. Okay, I know where you want to go, travel. Like some people have, like I, I don't, nowhere. I don't want to go anywhere. I have. Well, I want to stay home more. Okay, the reason why is a lot of us have a bucket list, but we're not taking action on it. We're not writing it down, and then therefore it's less likely to happen because there's no planning involved. We're not looking at it. We're not. Well, what is yours? For me, well, I sort of took on my mom's. So before she died, she really wanted to go on an Alaskan cruise. And has done that. by the time we started to plan it, it was too late. And her doctor was like, I do not want her on a boat for nine days. She's too fragile. And it just, to me, it made me realize like, oh, shoot, she kept putting this off because we could have done it the year before, but she kept putting it off and putting it off. You and want to do it now? Late. So now I want to do it for her with my sister. But I haven't, I haven't written it down. I'm not making any plans. I'm not actually looking at it, budgeting, figuring it out. So this is encouraging me to actually do that. Was yours a honeymoon? Uh, no, it was a honeymoon gift. Like, we got a gift certificate towards a cruise. It was, like, discounted. So, yeah. And I was scared to go where you couldn't see land. And so that was the one where you could see the land. The whole time? Yeah. So, if the boat was going down, you felt like you could swim back? Was that the reasoning? Yes. And that way, rescue people could <laughs> get to that. us. I get it, yeah. And rescue yeah, people would be able to get to us before we went all the way under. Yeah, yeah. Did you have fun? It was amazing. It was the most beautiful place I've ever been in the world. And wow. What about the boat, being on the boat the whole time? Uh, that was kind of, I got kind of bored of that. And we were the youngest people by 20 years. Yeah. Casinos though, right? Yeah, but I mean, like one table and it was sad. Oh. But it was just old people. Like it was a lot of, <laughs> you know, 65 and up. So you didn't make any friends? No. Didn't make any friends. Would you do it again? I would do it tomorrow. You didn't get seasick or anything? No, you don't feel any of that. Did you get off the boat? Got off the boat. We hiked a mountain. We went on an ice glacier, went in an ice cave. I mean, Was it cold all the time? No, it was beautiful. I mean, like, yeah. it, and we were there in the summer when Wait, the, so the sun ice cave go- wasn't cold. Well, it was cold then when okay. we hiked to a you know a glacier. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying on the boat, I was in shorts and a t-shirt, like wow. laying out on the deck and looking at the sun, and the sun never went down. It was amazing. Like it was like one o'clock in the morning, sun's still shining. Wow. No, I've heard it's just so stunning. You'd never beautiful. go home. Yeah, wow. that's crazy. Yeah. Because you ain't going down and the sun comes up. <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. What, okay, what else? So Luke Holmes and his wife, Nicole, they're expecting their second son in September. But before they found out it was a boy, they had all kinds of girl names picked out, like a long, long list. And when it comes to boys, they have nothing. And he's trying to figure out what they're going to do. 
We have like a hundred girl names on the list. I'm sure there's people that have a hundred boy names and they end up having a bunch of girls. So for us, it has been really difficult. We knew we liked Tex Lawrence and I don't think we like, we didn't finalize that until like, it was like, well, he was born and it was like, well, I guess this is it. Yeah, I wonder if he looks at a kid and goes, he looks like a Harold. Let's name him that. Uh, yeah, I think he, it sounds like they're just going to wait and figure it out when he's born. And my sister, her youngest son, I think she named him five days after he was born. Something like that. What was his name for four and a half days? <laughs> <laughs> Baby. I don't know. It was the fourth kid. How and late she was can in you the wait hospital. to name somebody? I, honestly, I think... I don't know how many days it was or how long she was in the hospital, but I think at some point you kind of have to, you have to fill out paperwork at the hospital and it's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta do this so we can leave. What if you just don't? No. Good question. What's the baby's name and how long can you wait? 72 hours to name your baby. Okay. So if you have a C-section, you may have up to 72 hours to name your baby, but you can leave the hospital without a name. Oh, wow. Oh, so you can. Okay. That'd be crazy. Nameless. Nameless baby. You want to go viral? Don't name your baby. There you go. Yeah. Is that it, Amy? I'm Amy. That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. This guy's name is Travis Melton. He's a security guard in Coos Bay, Oregon. Now, why his story is so interesting and heartwarming is that when he was a kid, he had different family members and close people that were in the hospital and he'd be there with them. So they were sick. He lost some family members while they were in the hospital. So now he's a security guard at the hospital and he sees other kids that are going through what he went through. So he takes some toys all the time. He buys them new toys, has a whole thing going where he's constantly stopping getting toys and making sure that all these kids going through what he went through have something to somewhat comfort them or somebody there that feels like they're a comfort, even if it's a security guard. And so for him, it's always been about making sure that they're not freaking out every second of the day when they're up there with their mom or their dad or their uncle. And so that's it. He doesn't ask for any help or any GoFundMe or anything like that. But he just gets little toys for these kids all the time. Well, I think it's super special that he's a security guard at a hospital, at a hospital where he can see the need and step in because he could be a security guard anywhere. But he's right where he needs to be supporting those kids. I also probably, can you arrest people as a security guard? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. No, citizens. So. Is a citizen's arrest a little more hardcore for a security guard? <laughs> like, yeah, you, can you do like half arrest? You have a flashlight, right? Yeah. Like, what's so? What do you get to do as a security guard? Secure. Can you tackle somebody? Oh yeah, yeah. Rest, restrain them oh. till cops get That's there. That's what I'd want right there. I'd get in. I'd have a stick. Have a stick. <laughs> Sure. I would just assume if I was getting arrested handcuffs. by yeah, one handcuffs. that he could do it and not. But so I guess if you know the rules, you could be like, hey, you can't arrest me. Hey, Scuba, were you ever a security guard in all your days? Yeah, I was a loss prevention at Abercrombie and Fitch. Of course. So we, we broke a lot of the rules. I know what you can do and what you can't do. What can you do as security? Security now it's changed and I guess it's state by state, but now you really are just almost like a deterrent. You're a scarecrow. You're, you really can't do anything. You can just say, hey, you've stolen and try to try to stop them, but you can't actually stop them. So how do you try to stop, like stand in front of them, just get in their way? Get in their way or try to intimidate them and try to make them like, I'm calling the police. And some people get scared and they'll wait around for the police. But what we used to do, we had a guy who had one bad arm and he used to take cuffs and throw them against the wall. And we had a jail, like a, it was a closet, but we turned it into a jail cell. <laughs> so we would, we would like capture people and put them down there and call the cops and wait for them to get there. What? You would kidnap people? <laughs> that was not me. This guy Why did his bad arm matter though? Well, it's, it's, it's pretty funny, but I won't get into it. No, but love that story. Like he just threw that in there. 
Because it was pretty impressive what he was able to do with it, with with yeah yeah. With, with, <laughs> but with that was, had. Did that matter at all to the story? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. <laughs> it was a visual I had in my head. That you guys like, would take <laughs> shoplifters or whatever and throw them in a closet. Throw them in like a closet jail cell, and until the cops got there, we had some times where people were like on drugs and they would be spitting at us or throwing things at us. Dang. Was it worth all that? It was a lot of. It was an adrenaline rush. Like even I had one time where I chased somebody out on Market Street, a very busy area, and tackled them. Uh, I, I think I talked about it once. They were called the Skittles. They were like this like mm, ring yeah. of people that would wear all these different color sweatshirts that were all stolen from Abercrombie. And so they, it was like a, a thing, like for a year. If you see the Skittles, be aware. And I saw them and I just felt it in my chest. And I saw one of them leave the store with their line bag, followed her out. And I her. <laughs> it took a twist. Yeah, he tackled her. Go ahead. And I tackled her to the ground. And the other guy with the bad arm came around and cuffed her. <laughs> he, he cuffed her? He cuffed her and stuffed her in the closet. You guys had cuffs, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't have the cuffs. Oh, well, yeah. No, we both had cuffs. I never used mine, but he used his. Hey, cuffing with one arm, that's got to be tough. But we're, yeah. did y'all bring your cuffs from home or Abercrombie gave them to you? They came with our uniforms. Oh. So, I mean, there were different <laughs> levels. Like, you could also carry a gun. We didn't carry guns. It was what? just we use ourselves. Yeah, thank goodness. That's crazy. You can- <laughs> no way. Imagine if they had guns then. <laughs> one arm, dude. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, Travis Melton, it sounds like you're doing good work over at the hospital. I cannot believe they created a jail cell in Abercrombie. Wow, wow, wow. That's, ki- that's kidnapping. Yeah, that's illegal. What that's we kidnapping. Do. Yeah. Uh, Travis Melton, you're the man. <laughs> He's the man. Keep giving those kids gifts. You're making them feel good. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here's a voicemail from Amelia and Andrew calling us together. We've been married almost four years, and Andrew loves to use the bathroom with no clothes on. And I was curious, does Lunchbox do that? Is it normal? Do all guys do that? Because I don't do that or know another person that does that. So we're interested to know what y'all think. I hear we. I never hear Andrew in that. Mm-hmm. I think she lied. He wasn't there. She's just humiliating. <laughs> He's like, we want to know. We, we, we. So Andrew uses the bathroom naked. Lunchbox, do you do this? I mean, if I get out of the shower and I have to go to the bathroom, but I don't like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Let me take all my clothes off. No. There was a guy that I worked with mm-hmm. in Austin. Oh, no. He's a, he worked at the same time we did in the morning. And you'd see all his clothes on a pile on the ground. No, and, not all his clothes. And him in a stall. Yeah. All his clothes? Yeah. Huh. And that's what he would do. He'd get naked and sit on the toilet in the back <laughs> stall. Yeah. I went to a high school with a guy like that. I don't know what the deal is because there are some people too that even if they stand up and pee, they take all their clothes off. Right. I've seen the guys that take their pants all the way down to the ankles. That's weird. When they pee. No, but people like to get completely naked. <laughs> That's so crazy. Or Andrew. Yeah. And so I don't want to say who it was. Yeah. But again, I would walk in and there'd be a pile of clothes and you're like, that. So you just like snicker. <laughs> then you go out and tell everybody, <laughs> he's naked again in the bathroom. Um, it, it's, I don't think it's normal, but we, I know a person. Amy knows a person. Uh-huh. You guys know anybody that does no, this? No, I, mean, I don't. I wonder why they assume Lunchbox did it, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> weird. trait that they thought you had. Uh, it's not normal, but we eat. Amy and I both know someone, and I they're mean, fine from, people. From, well, my, my guy from high school? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I have no idea where he is now or yeah. what he's doing today. So it's fine. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got nothing for you here. <laughs> it's a preference. Okay. You know, Lunchbox kisses his dad on the mouth. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that is, I wouldn't say it's normal, but there's nothing wrong with it. He's not committing a crime. Right. Right? It's just how you're, what makes you feel comfortable. If you want to go viral, though, Lunchbox, that's a deal. I'll work on it. I'll see him in a few weeks. Dad, get your lips ready. What? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> All right, time for the morning corny. The morning corny. Who is a dog's favorite country artist? Who's a dog's favorite country artist? Dolly Parton. 
That was the morning corny. I have another mm-hmm. Paul one if you want to. I mean, is Doggy Parton better? Doggy, ooh, like Dolly. Ooh, uh, that's good. Doggy Parton. Yeah. Well, you know, hey. Hey, what? We just improved it. Hey. Or Travis Tricks. Mm. Like dog tricks? No, it's not good. No, but see, that's what we do. We work stuff out here. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay good. to be not yeah, good. That's I, how we make it better. I like working. What's good. a good bark one? Um, is there are there any barts? No. Are there any marks? Okay, mark. Bark, bark. chestnut. Either, there you go. Bark chestnut. <laughs> I like bark that. chestnut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Good. Do you have another one? You said I had another Paul one. Okay. Let it rip. Go. Okay. What's a what's a dog's favorite luxury brand? What's a Dog's favorite luxury brand? Prada. 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 <laughs> like Prada? It's too hard to say. It just sounds like you have a speech impediment. The thing is, I th- I do. Prada. So maybe it's the way I Prada. say it. Yes, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's the way I say Paul. We have Jordan on, who's from Colorado, who messaged me a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm trying to be a voiceover artist. I've been scammed by some people. I've had some coaches really mess. Can you help me? I said, sure. Put her on the air. She did her thing. She recorded some stuff. We've been working with her. Ding, ding, ding. You know that? Ding, ding, ding. Take a little... Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> working hard. Yeah, ding, ding, get just, just, ding. So, I think we have it here. So, I've officially hired her to do a Sonic commercial. Come on. Jordan, how do you feel about this? I feel good. There were some growing pains, but I I finally cut something I really liked, so... What, what have you learned from this whole process? Um... Oh, gosh. Really just be natural. That's what people are looking for. So um, be myself. Don't go get in front of the microphone and get all voicey and announcery or put something else in there. Just be me. That's true. That's, that's the only thing you can do different than everybody else. That's be you because ain't nobody else you. So here we go. For Sonic, this is her 32nd commercial. Try the delicious new Sonic Griller next time you stop by the drive-in. It's a classic cheeseburger featuring char-grilled flavor, tangy, creamy Sonic comeback sauce, hickory smoked bacon, and extra American cheese. Don't miss your chance to enjoy the all-flame-kissed flavor the Sonic Griller has to offer. The whole fam is sure to love this Sonic creation. It's here for a limited time. Exclusions apply. See app for details. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Oh, what a read right there. That's a read right there. There. That's a read right there. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do, Jordan, because we want this all to be legitimate and above board. I'm, you have a Venmo? Uh, uh, no, you have a ca- I have Zelle. You have ca- Zelle. Zelle. I have Cash App. Maybe I have Zelle. You no. do? No, not Scooby, me. Can I send you money via Venmo, then you pay her on Zelle? Uh, not, not my Zelle. I'm a little private with it. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what do you think she's gonna do? Hack it if you send her something? Not saying her. I just, I just, I don't. My finances, I keep away from everyone. <laughs> what? The <laughs> <heck>? <laughs> Investigate. <laughs> yeah, some, we just found something shady's happening here. Send her a check. Okay, we're gonna. So I'm gonna pay her for the spot so she can officially say that she has been a paid endorser. So she put that on her resume, right? Secondly, we had to do some show stuff. Here is the Women of Our Country, a new music sweeper that she did. Here's brand new music on Women of I Heart Country with Amy Brown. This is Caitlin Smith lately. Women of I Heart Country. Come on. Sounds good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Here's a bone, bonehead story of the day. And this will be the one we use for now on Lunchbox with her as the voice for the bonehead. No. no. 
That's a big negative. <laughs> well, let's see how she does. Go ahead. And now for the story about the dumbest criminals in America. This is your bonehead story of the day on the Bobby Bones Show. Hey. That's pretty good. No, we'll pass. Thanks. I'm going to try it out. We'll do it at least once, so it's on. Then we'll oh, see sure. how it feels. Like the music's good. It's a good vibe. Yeah. yeah. And then here's a tell me something good that she did. And now the segment that makes you feel good. It's time for tell me something good on the Bobby Bones Show. That sounded awesome. Like Jordan, it. nice job. We're very proud yeah. of you. Yes. <laughs> You've come a long way. So on your resume now, you can put you have done a voice voice work for Sonic. And you've done voice work for the Bobby Bones show. And if that doesn't get you somewhere, I don't know what will. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, I was so sick yesterday with a cold and like it was in my throat and my chest. So this was difficult, but I'm glad to hear you guys like it. You fought through. Lunchbox, why'd you just freak out? Yeah. Did you oh. get her sick? This, is what, every, this <laughs> is what every... <laughs> she got sick on the phone. No, no. How did that yeah. happen? <laughs> this is what everybody says. Like when we would do those singing competitions, oh, I'm battling laryngitis. I had a cold. Everybody uses that excuse. It's so it's the oldest excuse. But in I don't the book. think she needed the excuse. She sounded great. I didn't even know she was sick. But that's what she. But she has to go to it. Oh, I, I was so sick yesterday. Like, why are you so mad? Oh though? my god! Because every time people say that, I'm like, shut up. You weren't sick. Like, you just didn't sound good. She did sound good though, right, everybody? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even okay. hear sickness. Jordan, we will keep you in mind as well up here if we have anything that we need a voice for. And awesome. otherwise, you you you've just you know. Jumped up a level. You got some work under your belt. Now start submitting your tapes okay. and your resume, cool. and you've done two major projects now. Awesome. Thank you. Can I just say something really quick? Yeah. Bobby, I just wanted to say thank you truly from the bottom of my heart for taking a chance on me. And I know I really messed up my first conversation with you, and I didn't really do a great job at all. I was panicking. But thank you so much for this opportunity. And just giving me a chance. It really means the world. And Amy, you are so inspiring. And lunch, I really would love to grab a drink with you sometime. <laughs> After all that lunch, yeah. lunch, and you better think Scuba Steve. I mean, he's the one that put those no, together no, for you. you. I'm just she saying, was like, she was talking to you. Yeah, she wants oh, to grab a drink. I mean, she can buy me a drink. I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I'll take a free drink. Well, and, and I would say focusing on don't don't think about your first conversation with Bobby. That's in the past. We're yeah, looking yeah. forward. We're, we're future. Hey, yeah. tear the rear view out. Let's now. go. Well, don't in your car. That would be bad. <laughs> but he didn't. All right, there she is, Jordan. Everybody, yeah. hey, dream come true. Nice job, Jordan. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Right, bye-bye. Bye, Jordan. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to go over and talk to Barb, who lives in North Dakota. Hey, Barb, are you a parent that yells at the umpire all the time? Uh, yes. Good morning, studio. Morning. 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 Now, Barb, when you finish a game and you have yelled the whole time, are you embarrassed by your actions because they were kind of in the moment? Or are you just, that is what it is, I'm just going to let them know? Yeah, no, no. I have, I had three boys in sports going through school, and I would sit and yell at them and yell and holler and my cousin across the gym thought I was going to have a heart attack. Nobody can sit next to me because I, I go, oh my gosh, did you see that? And I kind of like hit them. Um, uh, softball, we, <laughs> when they, when they played, uh, we had a friend, I had a friend who was the the umpire and I would sit and yell and he would turn around and he'd say I know you're my friend but I'm going to kick you out if you continue this stuff <laughs> so then I started walking up and down the sidelines and yelling at them you and know? Barb goes hard guys yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. so here's the deal and Barb you can give me your feedback on this too but there's a town now in New Jersey and they can't keep umpires because parents keep screaming at them and Eddie, you're a coach. Yeah, totally. You, and parents yelling all the time? All the time. Yeah, I don't know why, but they do. Well, they yell because they're passionate about their kids. Sure, obviously. I know, but refs are trying to do their jobs too, you Yeah, know? you yell at the refs too as a coach. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was the coach. I you almost coach. got kicked out. Uh, so they're saying if you berate an umpire, you have to call a game as an umpire yourself or your kids out of the league. Wow! Like, that is the penalty for you going overboard. They go, okay, you're overboard. Instead of kicking you out, you now have to go, you have to umpire a game yourself to see what this feels like. And if you don't, your kid's out of the league. So, Barb, how would you have been as an umpire? Um, 
I, I would suck. Yeah. <laughs> I I was never, like, mean and yelling at the umpires most of the time. I was yelling at the boys, what'd you drop that ball for? Pick that ball up. Get going. Run oh, fast. You're, you're yelling at the kids? <laughs> wow. Not the umpire, the grown adults. They could probably take it a little bit. Yelling at the kids? So what do you think about this, Amy? I think it's really smart. I think that's a great way to show people exactly what it feels like. And then you'll have a little more empathy for them next time you're in the stands wanting to scream at them. The problem is, if one of these parents who doesn't know how to ump or referee ends up doing one of the games that you're doing. It's terrible. And then they are really bad and you're letting them have it. <laughs> yeah. And your game is worse. But it's just a, a cycle yeah. that never ends. Although I do like the precedent that if you're me, maybe you just play like outfield ump or something. Ooh, nice. Like in the playoffs or the World Series, they have extra umpires that do the lines, but they can't keep umpires. They can't keep referees because it pays little, and all they do is go out, and they they just are given the business by parents constantly. And it's not like they get paid a whole lot, like 25 bucks a game. What do they get paid? Uh, I asked one kid, and he said 20 bucks a game. Really? Yeah. When you're yelling at the umpire as a coach and probably mm -hmm. not being good about it, mm -hmm. what do they say to you? Uh, he said, don't do that. Uh, the coach said, don't do that. I'll kick you out if you do it one more time. And then we the talked. The ref said that? The ref said yeah. that to me. And then afterwards we talked and he said, look, man, I do this voluntarily. Like this is my weekend gig. I have a real job. Like don't take it out on me. Okay. And I was like, I got, I got, I got. Oh, wow. Well, he volunteers. I mean, he said that. I think he gets paid, but probably not a lot. But probably 20 bucks. Or yeah. So. <laughs> so what do you want to say to all the parents out there, Eddie, who are probably a little over the top when they go to these games. Oh, easy. Relax. Take it easy. These kids are out there to have fun. It's not like the World Series. This isn't the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So just relax. Now, coaches, I understand you fight for your kids. That's a little more. But parents, sit back and enjoy the game. Lunchbox, you don't think that's the case? Oh, man, listen. If you're there, and I don't care if you're getting paid $20 an hour or $100 an hour, you're there to do a job. If you're terrible at your job, you get yelled at. <laughs> Yeah, but, but some there are good umpires who get yelled at just because the, they were good, but it came out negatively for the kid, and that parent is going, you suck, because their kid maybe got thrown out. Yes, but that's part of the gig. When you sign up to be an umpire, you know what comes with being an umpire. Like, you know you're going to get yelled at. That is your job. No <laughs> one likes you. I don't think that's, that's the job is to get yelled at. I think the job is to enforce the rules and understand a little bit of that comes. But I've just seen it over the top, or sometimes... Refs, umps, they go out and they're like, you have to stop. And then the dad, yo, you can't talk to my wife like that. Then all of a sudden they're brawling on yeah, the field. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is happening? They get these, serious. These were nine-year-olds. Yeah, like, nine-year-olds is one thing, but I think of refs in, like, the major where people are placing bets. I get nervous for them, like, walking to their car at night. Yeah. That they'll be jumped because someone missed a parlay? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, sometimes as soon as the game's over, the refs split. They're the yeah. first ones oh, out they of the building. do. Like, especially high school, college level. Yeah. And I know a referee or two at the collegiate level, high collegiate level. As soon as the game is over, they're gone. And they go and they're in like a special room that actually has a way to get out the back so that no one sees them. Crazy. It ain't a job that I would love to do, for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, thank you guys for the calls. We appreciate that. Barb, hope you have a great day. I appreciate you being a part of this segment. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. See you later. <laughs> Barb. Barb's like, you know, even my friend umpires goes, I'm going to kick you out. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know Barb is hardcore. All right, so here's what we have coming up. We'll get to the news in just a second. Also, later on, we'll get a No Parenting Sunday update, mm. meaning somebody here on the show said, we're going to have a Sunday where 
I don't parent at all. The kids just run free. I don't give them any lessons. We don't scold them. No discipline. And we'll see how that works. So we'll get an update on that too. You be, uh, you guys call us if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. Hope you guys had a good weekend. We're glad to be back. Walked in. And of this group, I'm usually the first one in the studio. And I'm in this morning. And I'm doing commercials bright and early. Amy walks in. She's usually the second one in. She sits down. I say, hey, your hair looks great. Is it lighter? She's like... Yeah. And I'm like, well, it looks great. And she's like, well, I don't know. And I say, do I compliment anything when I don't mean it? Or that's the question. Do I ever just go, man, positive if I don't mean it? Absolutely not. No, no, never. So that's how you know I'm telling the truth. And that in my last book, I was like, hey, only trust people that give you compliments if they also are able to freely. And how I said it was tell you you suck. I wouldn't. A little hyperbole there, but that's how you know I mean it because there'll also be things where I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. I think it looks great. Did you not feel like your hair was great after you finished? No, it. I like it. I'm just getting used to it being lighter. I haven't had it this light in a while. So but it's, it's not just... a crazy, crazy change. Maybe to you because you see yourself all the time. Yeah. Did you guys even notice? No. 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 no of course no. not. No chance. <laughs> they would, my hair. I wouldn't expect them to notice, but you you notice <laughs> things like nail color, <laughs> hair color. I may not know the color, but I can tell it's changed. <laughs> But I think your hair looks great, and I don't think it's so dramatic that people would just go like, "What did she do?" Okay, cool. And that's Good. that's Thank how you. that's that how does... you can trust it because I will also be like, "Man, that shirt, no bueno," you know? Yeah, they, or you just want or to say, say nothing about it, <laughs> right? So, so did you guys notice it, but you didn't say anything? No, no. I didn't notice the color at all. At all. At all. I'd miss... like to see it before and after so I can see if there's a difference. Like the little you want to highlights it. here, you don't see? <laughs> I just thought maybe there was a different light or something. Wait, I, I mean, Lunchbox, I noticed when you got your bangs. They're pretty long today, though. You're banging out. Wow, they are long. <laughs> he bangs, he bangs. <laughs> like your bangs go down almost to in between your eyebrows. Do they? Yeah, do you comb it down? No, nah, I just wake up. And you don't comb that down? I don't touch it. Because it's down in like, front, like you take a comb and do your bangs. No, like literally, however it dries, that's it. Like if I sweat and it dries like that, mm-hmm. that's it. The wind blows it that way, boom. But she does comment when you get a haircut. She's like, wow, it looks great. Yeah. Well, I mean, get it cut and I'll tell you. I know. We know Lunchbox has a haircut coming up. Cause oh, yeah. He's got to look good for a haircut. haircut. Oh, yeah. yeah. Collared shirt and a haircut. Two o'clock. Oh, whoa, whoa. Bracelets. Yeah. Bracelets. Bracelets. Yeah. Oh, are you doing bracelets yeah. this year? I don't know what I'm wearing this year. Uh, My cool. outfit's being put together right now. Do double bracelets, both wrists. <laughs> nah, no, probably no bracelets. I mean, probably necklaces, rings. <gasps> nah, probably none of that. You but should go hard again, buddy. Yeah, I was looking for bracelets. Remember that yeah. time, everybody? Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. But I was looking at black boots, <laughs> like cowboy. Yeah, boots? cowboy okay. boots. We're anxious to see them. Well, I don't know if I'm going that direction. Oh but. well, thanks for the heads up that you might wear <laughs> black cowboy boots. <laughs> Can't All wait. Right, let's go to the news. Bobby's big stories. Oof. An ex-mortuary worker indicted for selling stolen body parts for $11,000. Black market? To a man she met on Facebook. Well, yeah, oh. dude, it ain't like the... <laughs> I don't know. The light market. <laughs> and it, it ain't Kmart. Dang. An Arkansas woman pleaded guilty... Oh, excuse me. Not guilty. I thought she would have pleaded... If they caught you... But she pleaded not guilty to charges that she sold stolen body parts from a medical school corpse to a Pennsylvania man that she met on social media, Candace... Chapman Scott, 36, a former mortuary worker, is accused of selling 20 boxes of body parts to a man she met through a Facebook group about oddities. Yeah, everybody in that group should just be investigated. If I have a group about oddities and we're talking about the weird things we like, you should check all of us. 
just for fun. Random, like the airport random screening. Just check all these people in this oddities group. Now, is it different, though, that it was a medical school corpse because it was being used already in that situation? No. The answer is no. The answer is no. But I'm just saying I don't feel as weird if it were like somebody's cousin who had just died. And then she's like, cut off an arm and sell it on Facebook. So it feels a little bit different. What's it being used for? Oh, you mean like... Well, I don't know. Listen, because when you donate your body to science, to medical research, and then suddenly all of your body is not (laughs) being used for that, that is, that's, that's just, that's messing with the dead. It says here that Scott pleaded not guilty to 12 counts, including conspiracy to commit mail fraud, mail fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit interstate transportation, stolen property. (laughs) All this, but nothing about the dead body. So, is it lawyers sometimes that are like, look, let's just go and plead not guilty? Like, you're, I don't understand because I keep seeing people that are guilty. Like, there was this other case I was reading about yesterday where clearly the person's guilty and they're like, nope, not guilty. Because maybe you can get a lesser. Yeah. Okay. You can settle, basically. Uh, the man who purchased the remains was not named in the federal indictment. But he was identified. I'm not going to say who he was identified as. If it wasn't, they have his name here. That's weird. In separate state charges. Okay. Jeremy Lee Polly. Oh, he has his half his face is tattooed. And he's, oh, he, oh, he's, he's got spikes coming out of his head. Oh, like the surgically ones yeah. that you put oh. in there? The horns? Yeah. So th- did he use the body parts to put them on his body? Well, he does have a third arm coming out of his nipple. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> yes, lunchbox. Could it be that maybe he's buying them for a Halloween haunted house? Well, it could be, but I'm looking at him and unfairly making judgments based on half of his face is fully tattooed. The other half isn't. He's got spikes surgically put in his head. I don't think that's unfair. I think (laughs) based on just my opinion (laughs) of looking at him, he was probably doing something weird with it. Yeah. Huh. And you don't need a real body for a haunted house. He bought 20 boxes of body parts off Facebook. Man. What parts? And, the, and they're showing the bones here in the pictures. Amy, you're stuck on the parts. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> you, are you wondering about the sex <laughs> parts? Is that what you're wondering? Yes, she keeps going back <laughs> no, to that. No, Amy, just Google the article. No, it's not like organs <laughs> hey, or hit anything, it up. right? Hit it up. Because that I'd understand. There's an oddities group you should get in if you're into this. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. Do you want to be popular at the office? Experts say to bring donuts or bagels <gasps> or really anything, food or drink, for other employees. Because that gesture will go a long way. And then people like free stuff. I used to bring food. You guys never ate it. You brought food here? Yeah, like back like when I first started, I'd bring donuts. I think and it's easy to say that now because we can't remember that right, far back. You leftover cake. You guys, I don't eat cake. Okay, fine. You're making this up. I remember. That's from Monster.com. <laughs> Basically, people just like free stuff. If you give them free stuff, it doesn't matter what the environment is. They'll like you more. Yeah. I mean, grandkids like free stuff from grandma and grandpa. That's true. Uncles, aunts, free stuff. Office, free stuff. Nike inks a lifetime contract with NBA star Kevin Durant. That's from CNN. Amy, $1 if you can name the team Kevin Durant plays for. Golly. God. Didn't he go to UT? Yeah. Back in the day? He did, yeah. Good job. Mm -hmm. So I remember that. But that was a long time ago. And then he probably went to go play out in California. Did the state right? For a, yeah. a brief period, he did. Okay, yes. okay. And then he left there and went to the East Coast to have yeah, that Wow, wow. I, mean, yes. I mean, she's on it. You're on it. You're just making stuff up. But yeah, he's been a few places. Hey, you got to keep going, So though. is he still, that team, he stayed out there? Nah, he just left. Dang, so, oh, he went middle America. Okay, never mind. Phoenix. He played for the Suns. He's oh, the she was so close. Yeah. <laughs> but he did go from Golden State. Then he played for Brooklyn. 
Yeah. Anyway, we got a lifetime contract. If you could get a lifetime contract with any company, what would the company be, Ooh. Amy? Gosh, probably Apple. Yeah, probably. I would want all the products and all the chargers. <sighs> Those go missing in my house like crazy. The squares now. Yes. Are always, and they have two different, they have that, that normal fat USB plug one. in. Now they have a teeny one. And they don't, you can't move them one to one. It's yeah. so stupid. Uh, Eddie? Ooh, probably Bass Pro Shops. All the lures you can get my whole life. Unlimited lures? <laughs> yeah. Lunchbox? Ooh, OnlyFans. What? what? <laughs> Is he serious? I don't understand, but how would that help you? Oh. Because the, the OnlyFans doesn't pay you. Your subscribers pay you. Oh, okay. Because um. <laughs> let's uh, stick with it? Yeah, just hang with it. Right? Who cares? <laughs> I'd probably do like Cobra golf. Ooh, golf. Un- oh, non- unlimited golf balls, golf clubs. A prolific sperm donor with over 500 children must pay $110,000 if he donates again, the court says. A sperm donor who has fathered over 500 children now faces that big old fine. They heard the case of Jonathan Jacob Meyer, 41, who promised mothers who used his sperm that he would stop donating in order to limit the risk of accidental incest, Ugh. but then continue to donate anyway. Mm. Eva, the mother who launched the lawsuit, said that Mayor has misled the women. Now a judge said, okay, dude, if you do it again, $110,000. There's a law where he's from that says a sperm donor can produce a maximum of 25 children with 12 mothers. He deliberately lied about his donation history to keep it going. And why was he doing that? For the, for the money or to just to be a dad? I would think for the money. Okay. I don't know that it's a whole lot. <laughs> but I would think for the money. He, I mean, he's not a bad looking dude either. I mean, I, I was shopping yeah. in the sperm market. <laughs> or he loves himself and he wants a bunch of him out there. Possibly. That's what I was thinking. Mostly I would think the money though. Mm-hmm. Aliens could contact Earth in the near future according to scientists. Humanity may be able to contact an alien race as early as 2029, according to recent analysis of deep space radio waves sent from Earth. Researchers from Cal Berkeley and L.A. campuses compiled a list of stars and planets that are bound to encounter Earth signals within the next century, while also deducing that the first return message could come as soon as six years from now. A signal sent to Pioneer 10, a spacecraft that did a flyby of Jupiter in 1973, had the radio transmission reach a dead white dwarf star in 2002. So they sent it in 73. It just got there in 2002. Dang. I'm, I don't know what a lot of that means, but I just read Aliens and thought I'd bring it up. Okay. You know one day we're going to get the news that there's something out there. I'm still buying into the two things. Either the time traveler thing, they come back, see what's up, see how they stop it from happening. Yeah. Or the, they're not coming from space. They're coming from the ocean because we don't know what's down there. The time traveler stuff is that it's the future us? Yeah. Well, yeah. not us specifically. We did, but it's people. Okay. Coming it's back. us. Gotcha. Now, are you back. still on the simulation thing? Like, are we, are we living in a... Yeah, place? but that has nothing to do with okay. this. Oh, it doesn't? No. Okay. You can't prove to me I'm not living in a simulation. Sure can't. I can't get inside of your bodies and your brains to go, oh, I'm a real person. I might be plugged in somewhere. I paid for like the... I don't know, deluxe package. Going, I feel like you honestly going pretty good did. Now, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, think about it. I mean, in the early years, a little tough. But right now, it's pretty rocking. I'll be honest with you. That's okay. That's what it gave you. Your yeah. It had to take you through that. So you felt it all. So did it, though? I, I could be sitting in a room with a <laughs> thing on my head, and I'm just living this out right now. And you guys aren't real, but everybody, anything I can't see, 
it's probably like just, just stopped. Like so, night at the museum. Yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah. walks in. Are you an adult or Toy Story up or a kid hooked up? Oh, adult for sure. Okay, yeah. so then I don't. Is your childhood even real? I don't know, dude. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. John Party is the first native Californian invited to join the Grand Ole Opry. John Party's been invited, and Alan Jackson actually invited him through a video, but Guy Fieri was there in California and jumped up and did a thing on stage. Here you go. And our good friend, Alan Jackson from Nashville, Tennessee, has a message for you. Take a look. Hey, John, everybody, stage coach. The Grand Ole Opry is always meant a whole lot to me and everybody in country music and i've been appreciating your music ever since you were touring with me a few years ago and so i get the honor to invite you in front of all your stagecoach friends out there to be the first native of california to become an official member of the grand old lobby so congratulations that's a big deal it's really hard to get an invite because playing it you're not a member. Anybody can play it. I've played it 20 times or so. But to be invited as a member, that is super special and super sacred. And there is no universal way to get invited. And you don't know what's happening when you're invited. So it's almost like the Illuminati. You don't know you're getting invited and there's nothing you can do to get invited. All of a sudden you're just invited. So I've heard. How do you, yeah, how do you yeah, know? I just, so I've heard. Okay. And same thing with the Grand Ole Opry. There's nothing really you can do that has this requirement, that requirement, that requirement. All of a sudden, they feel like, it's like Entertainer of the Year at the ACMs is coming up. There's not a list of things that you can do to win that. There really is no definition except be entertaining. So congratulations to John Party. I know that meant a lot to him. And that is your news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Eddie told us before the weekend that he was going to try something called a no parenting Sunday. And the general idea was to just let your kids do whatever they wanted. Yeah, because come Sunday, we're just exhausted of just being on our kids all the time. Don't do this. Don't do that. Hey, sit down. We need to talk to you about this. So Sunday comes around. I just want a break. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I hear you. And not a break of being a parent. It was really just like, well, that's what no parent. I'm still the dad. My my wife's still the mom and we're going to feed them. And, you know, they get everything they need. If they need water, they need milk. We're going to get it for them. However, if they're fighting, hey, you guys figure it out. Hey, so-and-so took this. You guys figure that out. They get to watch whatever they want? Sure. What if they can't figure it out, though? They've got to figure it out because mom and dad, we're checked out. Did you tell them it was no parenting Sunday? No, we just we just did that. We didn't tell them no heads up. We just said, you know what? We're going to act this way and see what they do. And how did your wife feel about this? She loved the idea. Got it. Because, I mean, we're on the same page, dude. I mean, we're both exhausted. Yeah. So it happens. Did you commit to it? Did you stay with it? I think a couple of times we had to intervene and be like, hey, 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 like, don't, you're, the wall's hitting, the ball's hitting the wall. I don't want marks all over the wall. So don't do that. That was it. Other than just like, you know, hey, don't do that. Don't destroy property that we'll have to replace. I had to step in there, but it was just a couple of times. Other than that, dude, we chilled. So then what did they do though? Man, they played basketball. They went to a friend's house. Uh, my, Other people had to parent them. My, uh, my older son watched basketball upstairs. I mean, it was all the kid. They took the kid, the, the little boy, the baby with them. It was great. What did you and your wife do? Just chilled. No, but I mean, what did you do while you chilled? I mean, I, I got a smoker. I smoked some meat in the backyard. My wife and I, we talked a lot. We sat on the couch and talked. Dude, it was fantastic. I loved it. I just feel like 
And I, I, I can envision you and your wife sitting there talking to each other, and all around you, all the kids are destroying everything. Like, there's a fire everywhere around you. No fire. No fire. I'm telling you, if there was a fire, I would have put that out. Did anything go wrong? Um, yeah. The one thing that did go wrong that I didn't realize is that they did make a big mess. So they really didn't put stuff back, and that's kind of a big deal in our house. If you use something, put it back. You open a door, close the door. I mean, all the doors were open. All the lights were on. There was just toys and stuff all over the house. So that's why I came up with this. Clean up Monday. Every day's got a theme day. <laughs> so, today, so today after school, you know what they're doing? Cleaning up the whole house. Do you feel like No Parenting Sunday was a success and will you go back to it? Absolutely. My wife and I talked last night about how we're going to keep doing this over and over until, you know, maybe maybe we won't be tired anymore. Maybe they'll figure out how to pick up after themselves, how to figure things out, how to not argue with their brothers. Oh. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe I should have adopted this yesterday because I spent about 30 minutes on my Sunday explaining to my daughter that she can't call my son mental. <laughs> And like his feelings are hurt. Like he comes barging through the door. Mom, so she just called me mental. Am I mental? What does that mean? Like, and then he's feeling hurt and I just sit them down and then she's rolling her eyes the whole time. But eventually, 20, 30 minutes later, she's apologizing for calling him mental. And he's apologizing for being annoying to her. And everything worked. But I mean, so if I just let that be, they would have sorted it out themselves. Totally. Like I heard one of them say, you're trash. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> they're calling it to the trash. Any let other day go. you would have stepped in. Every other day. Any other day I would have been like, oh, who said that? I did. All right. You're taking out the trash. Boom. Because that's usually the rule when you call someone trash. You take out the trash. Oh. What if they call him like a poophead? <laughs> then you go pick up the poop in the backyard. Oh, I like Yay! that. Hey. We were going to go over Caitlin and I to Amy's house. What, Saturday night? Saturday, yeah. Day. Whatever. We had... We have all these presents for our kids where we're going to take over. It was Amy's daughter's birthday recently. And then we get a call. Uh, we're going to move that. We can't do it. I'm like, we have presents. What kid doesn't want presents for both of them? Mm -hmm. But apparently, because it was your daughter's birthday, they wanted to do what? Well, 16 is everything's changed. It's like she's been 16 for a few days and everything suddenly changes because she would normally choose presents over anything. But she had five friends spend the night. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> that was the first time for that. That sounds great. It was a lot. Uh, a lot of teenage girls. So they get up and they all decide they're going to this fair. And they're like, took them two hours to get ready. And they have their fair outfits on. They are so excited. I'm like, well, you know, Bobby and Caitlin are coming up at three. That's right in the middle of fair time. So... I cancel it because she's really excited to go do this with her friends. And I'm like, fine, I'll take you. So we get in the car and I'm like, where are we going? And they're all like, mm, we don't know. We heard it's just in this part of town. So I start driving towards that part of town. I'm like, can y'all start looking up on your phones or text your other friends and figure out where we're going? And they can't. So I pull over and look it up. The fair is May 17th. Oh. <laughs> there was no fair. They had heard from a friend that went to a different fair, like way far, far away. And they assumed it was this fair. I couldn't, I, I, I was like, okay, teenagers, I'm about to like, so I just, I was like, well, y'all are dressed. I'm just drop y'all off at the mall. Like we're here. Just go do your thing. I'll the come pick fair. you up in a couple of hours. <laughs> but yeah, and then I think she was real disappointed because she missed out on presents for yeah. no, and there was no fair, but I mean, they just don't, they don't. They don't think. They don't think. No, they really don't. Like, well, you're telling me kids don't think. No, man, they don't think at right. all. You just see a picture of someone at a fair on social media that you go to school <laughs> with and you think it's this fair down the street. But, the, but there was no fair down the street. There is May 17th. But there isn't yet. <laughs> right. There's a yearly fair yeah, down the street, fair. but they just uh, totally thought it was that fair. Five, um, no, five friends plus this year. That's six 
humans that aren't thinking never decided to confirm with anybody that there's really a fair. <sighs> and they were feeling themselves like with their fair outfits. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad. Now they're in mall outfits. Probably right. transition pretty easily. Mm, yeah. Well, sounds like parenting's fun, huh? Oh, yeah. It it's is. a blast, dude. Yeah. Sounds like parenting's fun. We went to uh, one of our friend's kid's birthday party yesterday. She's four. So we go, we got the gift, and I haven't really had any sugar in almost two months except for a piece of birthday cake at my birthday party, which was about a month ago. And so I'm not not going to eat sugar, but I've just been like, yeah, if I waited all this time, why? I mean, I, I, I went hard yesterday. I don't feel very good because of it. Like I, I wanted a bender. I want a sugar bender. So what, what was it? Well, and I didn't want my wife to, to like be disappointed in me. So I would just like every time she would turn around, I'd sneak a donut hole. Oh. And then I lost track of how many donut holes I'd had. I probably had 20. And you were just watching her till When she, she would turn around or talk to somebody, I'd cram another one in my mouth. Oh, man. But I'd always keep a chicken like tender same size same shape in my hand just in case she's like what are you eating tender, just to hold it <laughs> see like i was this. going yes i was going through all. and it's I, just to clarify i would assume she's being that way more so for your gut health and no she doesn't feel. even she's not even it's that not, way right she doesn't even care if it's sugar or not right i just didn't want her to be disappointed in me that i'd be like i eat sugar okay i don't want to have to go back yeah. and so but i probably had 20 donut holes i had a piece of birthday cake and when they delivered the birthday cake to me i was like I told her, you know, I haven't had any sugar in a long time. I guess I'll, I'll have this. I had like 20 donut holes already. So I had that. I snuck a cake pop. I walked into the garage oh. and had a cake pop. Like I was sneaking. <sighs> I came in today. I'm feeling it. Are you done with sugar though? Like are you? I really want it so bad now. Like I'm, I've been reintroduced. So yeah, I got to chill because I have ACMs next week and then I have iHeart Country and then I just have my pants get too tight. Hmm. See, they get a lot tighter a lot quicker than they used to. That's age, man. It is. I don't like that very much. So, but that's what happened. I had a lot of sugar. She still doesn't know about it. <laughs> so nobody message her, please, until I had a lot of sugar. But I know you will. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So she says she feels herself physically leaving her body before she has these interactions with the deceased and that about three times a month she, quote, dies And she's met Jesus, Walt Disney, and her own dead dad. She's 57 years old. She suffered a traumatic brain injury in her 20s. And that doctors have diagnosed her with a disorder of consciousness, which I guess the umbrella term is coma or a vegetative state. Okay. But it looks to me as she's not in a vegetative state until she is. Meaning... She can draw yeah, and write. Yeah. And she... And so. all of a sudden, she's... Boom. She can't do anything. She can feel it happening. And then she, her body shuts down. Her heart rate lowers. And then she claims that she can talk to these folks wow. that have died. Hmm. Do you believe it? I mean, I think that this is an actual something. Like it's a... They, whatever they call it. The disorder of consciousness. So I think she, yeah, does have that. But I don't know what's really happening to her when she's going there. Like, I don't know that she's really meeting Jesus. Do you? That's what I'm asking. Like, do you believe that she is going to a place and meeting Walt Disney, Jesus, and her own dead dad? It, yeah, I think in I her don't. mind I'll she go. is. I don't. <laughs> and I think there are things, for example, when I get laughing gas at the dentist, if I get a lot of it, it's like I'm floating and it's all black. And I'm having conversations with myself. It must be what being high feels like, like super high. I have no idea. Not, not just normal laughing gas. If I'm just getting, no big deal. But when I have to have surgeries, man, they hit me hard. It's like I'm in space. It's like I'm in another place. But it's still all the things that I'm thinking and I'm getting to kind of do and navigate in that own space. Almost like the movie Inception, right? Where you can like, control your dreams. It's kind of what it feels mm-hmm. like a little bit. I can kind of control and... My guess would be this is sort of what's happening to her. Obviously, I can't be in her head. Well, whenever I read this, I was like, I, I thought of what you say all the time. It's like, 
prove I'm not. Yeah, I, we can't. That's why I'm not <laughs> can't prove definitively it. saying she's not doing it. <laughs> right. I can't prove she's not. However, my own knowledge of similar situations is based on laughing gas. <laughs> and so I could see where that kind of feeling, it's like dream, even just dreaming. Meaning sometimes people see their parents or old friends or whomever in a dream and you're like, oh, it felt so real. You can't convince them that they didn't actually spend time with those people, even though it's just your brain getting to a place and bringing in what you want brought in. But I go, nah, I don't believe it only because it's not happened to me. And you get to go hang out with Jesus and Walt Disney. That's amazing. That's a heck of a picnic. Let's yeah, be honest. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go, no, you. I mean, no. I, yeah. I struggle with it. I think she really thinks she is, but she's not. Okay. I can sign up for that one. Yeah, Eddie. I'm going to go, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna go yes. Would I mean, you want to like hire her then to go talk to other dead people? Yeah, a few, let, let's let's do it a few more times. You know, let's just let's get the list of who she's been meeting. What they what have they been saying? What are you guys talking about? Couldn't she like get secrets from history? If you really could go talk to dead she people, she could. Couldn't you go sit with Abe Lincoln? Ooh. Sit with some of these people who have died, like um, Ron Goldman. They like did OJ? OJ? Oh, OJ. Oh. Did he? Ooh, that's good. Because he knows he was. That's the only reason I don't think she kind of is. Yeah, well, maybe she's not there yet. Give her some more time. Maybe she hasn't met Ron no, Goldman yet. she's a lunatic. Oh. Listen, you have dreams. Like, I've dreamed that I was hanging out with my grandparents, and then I wake up, I'm like, oh, it was a dream. She has a little bit too much to drink. She has a dream, and she thinks, oh. No, she she's not drinking. She has, an, like, a brain yeah, injury disorder. She had a traumatic brain injury, and then she does go into the state. So it's not drinking. She wasn't drinking. So she, she did say that Walt Disney made her one of his characters. See, this she, is... And she got... He had characters all around him, and she became a character and got to live out one of his stories because he's, you know, so creative. No, this... That's cool. Guys, come on. I just think you could find out a lot of stuff if you really could do this. Same thing with people that claim to be able to solve crimes by being psychic. All right. Come on over. I got some questions. But they never actually can. They never can go exactly. They're still pretty vague. I'm still waiting for your cousin to hit me back with my psychic questions. Okay, but I told you what she said. It's, it's sometimes, sometimes I know, like, I know, but I keep asking. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to have a FaceTime meeting. It's weird for me. It's not FaceTime. You're on the phone. Yeah, I don't want to talk. Oh, I hate the phone. I just want it in an email. That's how I like to communicate. Text and email. Okay. You know? I know, but okay. Listen, What'd you I ask her? He, he, he just sit, typed up a list of questions like, here, answer these. And she's like, this is not. That's great. This is not no. how I. She doesn't want to work that way with you and just feels like, oh, hey, just address this for me. Also, I can't remember. One of them was like so specific. Yeah. I can't remember. Well, Let's yeah, get to the bottom of this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. So she just thought, man, I want him to dedicate this. Like it would ah. take 45 minutes to an hour and just her to be able to have that time with you and you to commit to it and let her in. Yeah. She feels like you just don't let her in. That's true. Sometimes my wife's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, different reasons. Like, let me in. You don't have to always be so. Uh, okay, well, she dies a few times a month. I like it. Maybe it helps her. Maybe she really is. We'll never really know, will we? <laughs> That's true. We right, won't. Quickly around the room. How was your weekend, Amy? It was really good. I had like a house full of kids and I'm very tired, but I'm trying not to think that way. My new way of saying that is I'm going to need some rest. It's more positive. Then I'm tired? Then I, yeah, because I feel like if I say I'm tired or I'm exhausted, then I'm putting that out there and then I feel, then I'm believing what I'm saying, right? It adds to it. Do you believe you need some rest? There we go.
I think I, I do need rest. <laughs> oh, I feel like that means the same thing. No. Good for you. It's not. If it works for you, Negative I'm all for words it. versus like a more positive way to say it. Because we all need rest at times. Oh, yeah. Eddie, your weekend? It was great. Speaking of rest, No Parents Sunday was amazing. Yeah. I got a new smoker, so I smoked everything. Cheese, shrimp, chicken. You can smoke cheese? Anything, dude. Give me a cookie, I'll smoke it. Wow. It's amazing. Wow. It's so cool. But is it good? Can you smoke sugary things? Yeah. Give me your ice cream. I'll smoke it for like five minutes. You can smoke minutes. ice cream? Totally. But doesn't it melt? No, no, because it's not that hot. You just get the smoke in it. But right. ice cream melts with room temperature. Yeah. Right, right. But you got, you got to be real quick. Got it. Let's, hey, come over. Uh, let's try it. Lunchbox. I was a good weekend. I mean, didn't do much. Didn't get much adult time. So, you know, what? whatever. Do you ever get adult time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> um, oh we just got a bunch of stuff done. We've been in town the last couple weekends, which is rare. What about adult so time? When, we had a lot of adult time because there are no kids. We have, they don't have kids. Amy, that's they all they get. Yeah. We took the dogs to a new dog park, and uh, that's about the most kid thing we did. Yeah. Oh, we went to a kid's birthday party, a four-year-old birthday party. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we did that and went shopping. I did another one of those shocking workouts where they put the thing on you and just you shock, it shock you. Yeah. yeah. I was so sore after the first time. Like, are you sore soreness. again now? Um... A little bit, but I won't know till tomorrow. I'm like a two day sore okay. type guy, you know. Some people they go after one date they get me. It's two. <laughs> I need two days. Did that, but I just got a bunch of stuff done. Uh, so we're good. No, no big stories. No issues. Nah, Everybody good? No. We're good. All right, good deal. Thank you guys. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Iola, Kansas. A man was driving his truck down the road, and it's 420. He's like, oh, let's celebrate. So he goes to light his little celebratory cigarette. Celebratory cigarette. That's a funny <laughs> word for it. Go ahead. And he got distracted. Woo, boom. Right into a power pole. Power line. Pole. Pole. Yeah. Celebratory pole? <laughs> so is this something he admits later? But what did it have to do with 420? Uh, it was weed day, so he was... Yeah, no, I know what it means, but I mean, he probably Lighting does it every, up, man. He probably does it every day. I can't <laughs> imagine. I can't imagine this is the one day where he's doing that. <laughs> the 30-year-old told police he was celebrating weed day. Mm, yeah. Okay, so he did yeah. admit it. But the other day, he's not celebrating anything. He's just <laughs> celebrating living. So he hits the pole, and then and, what happens? Oh, totals his truck. Like, he can't go anywhere. Police Damn. come, and yeah, he gets arrested. But also, why would you admit that? Be like, well, I was donating to an orphanage on my phone. I shouldn't have been on my phone. <laughs> well, maybe the report right. said 420, the date, 420, the time, and uh, then there like you double go. 420 was a double. And he was driving with his knees because he was trying to light it. I mean, I used to be pretty good at that. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> but I used to could like eat. Oh yeah. And like pay a credit card on my phone, drive with my knees at the same time through construction. Oh wow! Dang. Whoa! Oh, you're yeah. awesome. Dude. I haven't done that in many years. <laughs> back back when we were wild and crazy, so you know. So efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Now it's time for the good news countdown. It's the good news countdown, counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go with number three. Number three. A couple in Florida named Vic and Marge Gerard just celebrated their. 80th anniversary. Wow. wow. What is that? Gold? Holy. So 50 is like diamond or gold. I don't even yeah, know. Platinum. Jeez. Wait, what, what? She's 98. He's 101. They got married on April 25th, 1943. Man. They say the secret is to be honest with each other. Okay. Well, that'll help. Uh, <laughs> I agree. It? It's also our secret. It's a, a secret of life pretty much. Huh? be honest. But can you imagine 80 years? Gosh. That is wild. Congratulations. Let's go to number two. Number two. A former news anchor in Houston broke both his wrists in an Ironman race, and he still finished. 
he crashed eight miles into the 112-mile bike ride portion. He did not realize his wrists were broken, so then he did another 104 miles, and then he ran a full marathon. Oh. What? I, sometimes, if I get a hangnail, it's hard for me to even walk <laughs> into like, the studio without letting you guys know and crying. But congratulations. They don't have his name listed here. That's the first thing that I would want. If this story was out, you need to say my name. <laughs> so, unknown Houston news anchor. That's awesome. There you go. Number one. A guy in New Jersey named Vincent Dransfield is in the news because he turned 109 years old. Jeez. And he feels great. He still drives. Oh, boy. No, he doesn't. Oh, he no. Does. Oh, no. <laughs> guys, guys, relax. He still drives. Oh, man. He volunteers at his local fire department, where he used to be fire chief back in the day, and he looks a lot younger than his age. He says the secret is to be honest. I'm oh. just kidding. He doesn't say that. He says it's to stay positive and drink lots of milk. He said he also has a beer every now and then. Okay. He's 109. Can we prove that? I, that's what I was wondering. That's I was wild. like, hmm. He, he said he feels a lot longer, younger than he is. And I'm like, well, because is he? <laughs> and usually this only happens in like other countries because then we can't prove how old they are. Right. And they forget. They just get lost in the years. And I don't like the whole little thing. He looks younger than he is too. Like that sounds weird too. Well, if you look 109, I've never seen what 109 should look like. like you almost really, have really to old. look younger than you are. I don't know. That's awesome. Vincent Dransfield. You the man, 109. That's the good news countdown. That was the good news countdown. Thank you. That's it. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.